This is the official Dad Bod D&D module review of Tomb of Annihilation. But I want to talk as a whole about the module. We're going to talk about the good, we're going to talk about the bad, and then we're going to talk about the ugly. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of good in Tomb of Annihilation. There's a lot of bad, and then there is a lot of ugly. So we'll start at the very top. So the very top is you guys are brought into Port Ninezaro. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that could be done. We, we had a few episodes here, probably 10 to 15 sessions here. Um, maybe not that many. Because we did leave and come back. But so it, it's chapter one in the book. So chapter one in the book. And there will be spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers of the module, you know, feel free to tune out or whatever you want. I mean, I hope you kind of listen to what we did. So you, you, you get the sense that we're doing this. But so chapter one is probably the, the biggest chapter for the most role play. This is, this is the biggest sandbox setting with, you know, outside of being in Chult, the, the role-play sandbox setting mm-hmm. in the game. There's a lot to do. You know, I, I feel like some of the stuff that we didn't touch on that I kind of hoped in, in the back of my head we would have um, was the Merchant Princess. So there's a lot of political intrigue that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys kind of got, got the taste of it. You got... You almost got you got ran out of uh, <laughs> Port Nines. I do. Have, I do have some questions <laughs> about that, but and then there's a, a, a lot of Dino Racing. So I know reading other people's reviews and other people playing the module, they really enjoyed the Dino Racing. Cool, we bet on stuff. I mean, I, I didn't think it was yeah. that important. There was a lot of small missions that we didn't do. So a lot of like side missions. You guys, you know, accomplished a few. You went to Fort Belrainian. You went to uh, fight. Shago right off the bat. I think that was... No, that wasn't the first game. You you fought Shago in Fort Belrainian. But so th- there's a lot of good things in Port Nines RO. I, I, I think for the most part, this is this is the opportunity that if a party is heavy roleplay, this is for you. Yeah. Kenny Afa. No, 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 never mind. Yeah. No, Kenny Afa was... It was one of the merchants. Yeah. We fucked that shit up. Uh. <laughs> so... But, so <laughs> This is this is the biggest role play setting you're going to see in the Tomb of Annihilation. So before and we advance past here, go ahead. So for our group, that was before we started really streaming and and taking this seriously. And knowing that this was a meat grinder, I think we were we were afraid or we weren't prepared for that role play so so to have that opportunity at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, is kind of a detriment, I think. So I don't, I don't know. I wish I could go back and play Port Nine Zaro. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I felt really bad that we got cut out of the port. But I mean, in the one hand, it was good for the actual module, right? Because we probably would have never us. just, we would have never left Port yeah. Nine Zaro. And the right. fact that we got basically ran out of town and told not to come back or we were going to get killed, like, yeah. it pushed us into the actual module. Like, we would have probably just stayed in Port Nine Zero and done the political injury yeah. shit. Because I think we were all invested in, in like, whose side are we on in this. Yeah. Um, but there was also, I, uh, we put our hand out, got it bit, and we were like, well, fuck it, I'm not touching anything then. You know, like, we lost Flinier. We lost Sky one. Episode 1. Like, the first night, we lost one of our characters. And I, I can remember when we were setting this up, it was like, okay... This is a meat grinder. Everybody needs to be playing at, at like, the top level. Be smart. 
first game out, first hour in, Flinier pickpockets somebody in the bazaar and gets caught. And the penalty for that is that you go run the gauntlet, and he got mauled to death by some Black Panthers. Yeah. And, or was it, were they leopards? It was Panthers. Panthers, yeah. And so it was like, okay, so there went our sense of adventure. <laughs> yeah, so I think we really, it took kind of the wind out of any sail that we would have had of role-playing in there. Not that it was a misstep by the DM or anything, it's just... That's what the module is, right? Well, I, I we think, kind of picked it up when we left Port Nineshar. So as we talk through the rest of the module, it kind of explains how we how we made that you know 180 shift. But I think um, you know this is a perfect case for session zeros, and we didn't do that here. So we we had a lot not going for us in, in when we started this. Uh, so the party you see now was not the original party when we started Tomb of Annihilation. We had two others, um, three others that aren't here anymore, and they're not, uh, you know, just part of Dad Bod D&D crew. And it, it was a very different play style. So it was set up as, this is the Tomb of Annihilation, it is a meat grinder, you die. And so we're like, okay, we'll have fun, we'll do it, and it, it is that. So I, I agree with you that it did take the wind out of the sails. If I were to do the Tomb of Annihilation again, I would run Port Nines are completely different. Um, and I would set up a session zero and, and explain, this is your roleplay session. If you want to roleplay, do it here. Um, so I, I thought Port Nines are is very good. I think it's a very good opportunity for people to understand, you know, Cholt, yeah. to understand, to get a little bit of the lifestyle and to get human interaction or NPC interaction, because once you leave here, dude, there's nothing. I mean, there's there's a town or two, yeah. but very small, very very bad. Um, well, and just and just like the visual of the Cholton life and Port Nainsaro mm -hmm. is awesome. I yeah. want to hang out in Port Nainsaro. I, mean, yep. like, yep. I want to know yep. more about it. Cholton yep. specials, I, man. Right. I like, want a campaign set. I want a campaign yeah. set in Port yeah. Port, Port Nainsaro. Yeah. So. What okay, so that's the good. And and I think Port Nines R is very good. There's other small pockets in other small pockets in Cholt that is 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 good. And like we talked about Curse of Ball earlier. Like that's another place that has so much flavor and fun attached to it. Like a total uh, oasis amongst the wasteland. Right? And I think uh we enjoyed that a lot, and I, there was one session I missed while we were in Curse of All, and I, I kind of re regret it. I wish I was there, you know? Kind of a cool place. What did you guys think of Curse of All? The climb-up was intense, and it was fun after that, too. Uh, there was a lot of role-play opportunities still there, and I liked the characters and the race that was there, so I, I thought it was really cool. I loved, I loved Curse of All. Um, we had been... We had not had a, a, a place of respite and rest and to be human, not human beings, but just characters living. I, 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 I love Curse of All. I, I would have stayed there for a long time. Yeah, I, I think it was great. Um, so, so again, these are the, these are the good portions of the, of the Tomb of Annihilation module. The, the bad. <laughs> so... Leaving chapter one. So chapter one, again, is, is Port Nine's Zaro, all of the roleplay that can happen there. Chapter two 
is when you enter the jungle. So this is one of the very first things that we threw out of the Tomb of Annihilation was the travel system. So it is a hex grid. It takes one day per hex. You do three checks a day. And if you mess any of those checks up, you don't move a hex. You get killed by a number of monsters or... Um, you know, any number of things can happen. So we we as a party talked, and this is, and again, right when we left Port Nine's R is where we're like, okay, let's have a sit down. Let's rethink how we're going to run the Tomb of Annihilation. I'm actually going to move the, the travel to the ugly because it's atrocious and, and throw it out. Hands down, don't do it. Um, unless you really like grindy hex games. It took us two sessions to travel this much on the right. map that's fucking this big. Um, we threw it out and, and we changed it to okay, I'm going to make you do a couple checks for the travel. We'll role play the travel a little bit more. We'll designate positions. So your position is is what your check goes to. <coughs> so we had a you know a survival position. Who's hunting? And that was typically Vinny. We had a scout. Who's, who's making sure we're not getting ambushed? We also had the leader who's leading the pack and, you know, all of these different checks, if these checks failed, I had a different table that I would pull from that would give a different outcome. And so that's what we did. Um, the original module by the book was crap. <laughs> and we hated it. So that's, yeah. I mean, go ahead and give your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, atrocious. Travel was such a slog. Um, we spent two or three sessions in game making a two-day trip um yeah, like getting to fort bell rain yeah forever yes and we and it was it was the worst uh i i if that had continued being a thing i would have been like we're done with this this module i i don't like it um yeah and once we did switch though to where everybody had a role um, it made it a little more interesting and, and a lot quicker. And and I, I, I get the whole point in the module, that is when you do your leveling, is from all of this travel. That's how you get your level so you're prepared for when you get to the tomb. But it, you can streamline that. You can, you can give people extra XP they're not supposed to get. Right. Anything is better than... than multiple sessions that are nothing but random encounters on a trail in the jungle. Yeah, I agree. And well, and I think everything we cut out or changed was totally beneficial. Like, I, I don't regret any change that we made. I agree. I definitely... Uh, I didn't no notice much of the travel, so I, I came in pretty much about the time we changed it, so I didn't experience the old system. And I knew nothing of travel before then. But yeah, terrible. So yeah, and and not knowing how travel is normally done in in D and D too probably is is like so. Like Chris and Bob and I, we know what travel is normally like in D and D. It goes like this, and and this was not that. This was that slowed down and expanded and almost just brought the game to a crawl. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, I really, really bad. We did it. I, I, it felt like a really good way to learn to travel. Well, and the silly thing is that once you guys reached a certain level, I didn't even make you do checks because there's a point where the entire monster table for 
the the jungle it is like Sierra level twos, and so it's like, oh, cool, you guys yeah. fight some more monkeys, cool, some more snakes, like, okay, I get it. Well, let's move on. And we've we've kind of determined in in our group that's not the game we want to play. We don't want to slog through combat. More right. often than not, we're going to play a, a session where it's nothing but role play. <clears throat> right. And that's that's kind of what we're more geared towards. You know, if we get a combat, that's fine. But we don't want to just do combat just for the sake of combat. I agree. Yep. Um, so so that's that's exploring the jungle. And now there's several pockets that we hit. Again, we talked on some of these that were great. So Camp Vengeance was a great role play moment oh. for us. And you know, I, I think it, it has a very good chance to make the highlight reel. Um, but so that was a very good good place for us. Camp Righteous. Not really for our group, you know. It, it's it's a mini tomb that is a an annoyance, and it has traps. Why, are, you know, I get it. Cool. All of these things are trapped. Then there's places that you get clues to finding the forbidden or the forgotten city. When you're when you're looking at the Tomb of Annihilation, you're looking at about a year campaign. So we're over a year in this campaign with this group and some not some of this group. <laughs> But the clues take forever. And if you guys don't ask the right questions, the clues just don't show up. So it's almost the DM needs to kind of force feed some of these clues. And that's what I did in some of these cases um, of where to go. And there's a lot of places that we skipped in, in just Cholt as a whole because it would take years to complete all of this. So why don't you guys just quickly go over your favorite places and we'll start with uh travis um favorite places curse ball was really cool <laughs> i'm trying to think of other places that i got to visit nyanzaru had a lot going on i thought that was really interesting uh, having come in towards the, basically the last time we visited there i didn't get a whole great deal out of it um but actually i did really like Omu, of all places. I thought the having the temples kind of scattered throughout was kind of cool. And I liked the rundown aspect of the city. I thought it kind of... It gave me some cool mental images, to say the least. I, I was gonna... Willow, you, you only really came in at Omu and right before, right? Yeah, that's all I was there for. for Did, was, what was your favorite place? <laughs> um, Omu in the tomb. Um, what yeah. about my old camp that you were hiding at it? Uh, that place I didn't like. Yeah, they're all dead. They're dead. They're all dead. <laughs> has bad memories. Um, well, what about you, Vinny? What was your favorite? Um, so, I, I highly enjoyed Camp Vengeance. Um, I, I enjoyed the roleplay. But mostly, I was proud of us for getting out of there without going mur murder hobo. Like, <laughs> it was, the, it was, and so, we're not the smartest group when it comes to getting out of situations. It's kind of like, well, we're going to fight our way out. Um, you know? And so, real for us as a party to realize we're in over our heads, there is no way out of this for us. We have to play along with them for a while. That was huge for us. Like, that was huge for us as a party. And uh, so, I, I enjoyed that. And then, of course, then we murder hobo the guards once we got out of the situation. But, um... That that was big because I think I think our, our our party's original thought would have been we're gonna fight this and we're gonna kill a couple guards and then we'll get out of here you know and it it was a lose bad situation all the way around um, 
we've already talked about curse of all uh it, having this having this area of rest in the middle of all of this was awesome um and i liked that it was so infrequent it made it made me appreciate a calm city where you can go in and have a a down episode shopping or eating food and dancing and doing stuff like that um so I like that that isn't all over the place in Jolt. There's one or two places where you can do that, and and that was cool. Um, I also enjoyed the uh, the spire. I'm forgetting the name of it. Firefinger. Firefinger. Yeah, the Firefinger Spire. Um, that was fun. I, I enjoyed the Perilous Climb. Uh, I, I, I thought we lost the Zaka right then and there. Um, I liked that there were prisoners in there, and so we got a little bit of an NPC action out of that that we weren't expecting. Um, so, those would be my picks. And what about you, Binks? Uh, I wish we could have spent more time in Port Nizaro. I think there's a lot of flavor there. Yes. I wish I could play there now, knowing what I know and, and kind of the gains that I've made as a role player. I'd like to go back there. Uh, I enjoyed Curse of Ball, like we've said. But Travis said this too. It's like I really enjoyed o- Omu. It has that post-apocalyptic kind of feel, where you're you're traveling through the ruins and and you got people like Bag of Nails, you know, uh, this Tabaxi assassin that's in there just picking us off. That was a great moment. Omu, I loved him. I love yeah. That. that was so much fun. Uh, just that he's got that ability to have that one-shot kill. It was just it was a ton of fun and. I think I would have liked to have a little, maybe a little bit more time in Omu, just kind of like figuring other shit out, like little pockets of, of flavor like that. Um, so I, I would enjoy Omu a lot too. I disagree with you strongly there. I hated every minute in Omu. Really? I, it, it, well, first of all, and we haven't really talked about this. This place is full of fucking puzzles, <laughs> and they're not like so. Right. If I were designing a game. I would make puzzles that were kind of similar or had similar mechanics so that the party will learn and grow as they go through the module. Not Every puzzle is completely fucking bunkers compared to all the other puzzles. And so you spend, you can spend a whole session problem solving. We did that when we were in the uh, Fort Righteous or Camp Righteous. We spent an entire episode solving the puzzle of that place. And frustrating frustrating i and i enjoy puzzles but i don't like the fact that puzzles bring the game to a screeching halt um if you don't pass checks and if you don't if you don't have the right party makeup like and again like i told you i was reading through the book a lot of the puzzles that were in the tomb they were like if you have a sorcerer they can do this and you just you just (sighs) broke the puzzle and it's like whoa wonderful Thankful, that's you know, it's really helpful. Thank you. We can't do any of that. So yeah. we're have we were playing this game with a disadvantage when it came to the puzzle solving. Yeah. So that's not what I liked about Omu. It was you know those moments with bag of nails yeah. or that yeah. that moment where we're hiding out in this broken down building and, and this army of kobolds are are traveling by and then we encountered the the feathered T Rex. I can't remember what it was called. King of feathers. The one that. Yeah, the the king of feathers that fucking t-rex that cast spells you know <laughs> like those moments are great and those are, are more of what i want to see uh and less of the puzzles like, yeah that's not that's not our party 
the problem I have with the puzzles is there was a very distinct answer for them and they didn't lend well to problem solving or like creative answers to them. So mm-hmm. it wasn't problem solving. It was just, here's the answer. You have to find it. And that, that you can't role play that. That's just I agree. a puzzle. And that's not any fun. Yeah. Um, so, so as we, as we finish exploring Chalt, ultimately you get led into the forbidden city or forgotten city, um, Omu, which We've, we've talked about. So in Omu, there's really nine shrines. And to speed that up, I made artists have four of them um, because I don't want to sit here oh and spend God. another <laughs> ten sessions trying to get these four keys um, or puzzle cubes, whatever they were. And so ultimately, we, we get there, right? We, we get there, and then you almost go down this path once you find all of the puzzle keys, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the heart of where all of the UNT are, and that's where we get captured by Rosni, which is the uh, chapter four at this point. Chapter four is Fate of the Serpent God or something. And um, it, it, it's really optional. You don't need to go here. So if you were, we were to find the um, actual entrance to the tomb... We could have skipped chapter four as a whole. I think it, it led for some good role play because we didn't fight there. You guys said the right things to get you out of there. If you were to explore it a little bit more, there's some cool things there. But for me, it was it was meh. It was a meh part of it, and I'm not really looking to, to go through that. So then, then you go to chapter five. So chapter five is the tomb of. The nine gods, which the nine gar- gods are the trickster gods, and some of you found some in, that inhabited you, some didn't, right? So this this is where there's good and bad for me. So there's a lot of bad in the fact that it's a dungeon crawl, and it's the hardest dungeon crawl you're going to run across in a long time. If you guys were to go to every room, you would have died several times over and over again. And it that, to me isn't fun um because now you know how, how do we introduce characters in the middle of a dungeon crawl yeah it, like the book is very specific on well they're clones or they're another party or okay how many times can you do that because to get into the temple is extremely freaking hard and we shut the doors so the yeah. doors shut after you guys were there so it's like okay i get it cool levels one through five are, are puzzle puzzle heavy um very very puzzle heavy and as willow said you don't have a lot of room for maneuver it, it's it's puzzle has an answer you figure out the answer or you're dead <laughs> and so you know it, it gives you the goal of here is to find five keys which was actually let up to the dm to put wherever you want it so there's suggestions um I put them in some fun spots. I put them in spots that I wanted you to go to. Um, there were some really cool things down there. So I think the blind artists, if we, <laughs> if the blind <coughs> artists were more interacted with, I, th- I think that was a fun moment. So there's a zombie T-Rex that could pop up there. That could have been fun. Um, you guys fought one of those already. The Beholder. And the Beholder, yeah. So there's a whole other quest here to find, like, 12 things to unlock the Beholder. And it's like, man. Oh, Dude, that that's like 10 sessions. I don't want to do that. That's awful. Because by the time you get here, 
you have such bad tomb of annihilation fatigue that you're like, yeah. dude, this just drains on you. And it, it is so hard to sit there and be like, I'm excited to play the Tomb of Annihilation in the tomb. And I think every single person here, we had the conversation of, how do we fast track this a little bit? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think to, to Blues, Blues Bros' question earlier in the chat, what did we skip? We skipped a lot of Chult content. We didn't skip a ton in the tomb. You guys were pretty pretty efficient there, so I didn't actively make well, you skip it. that's good to hear. Yeah, no, I felt I, like we were bubbling <laughs> fools in there. Yeah. Um, I didn't actively make you skip it. There were certain... We skipped five of the tomb, of the actual uh, like, like tombs of the gods, because only four got found. And, you know, they had some additions at the end. But I will say we did skip a fight at the very end of the game because we were there. And I, I think sisters. Yeah, the the Sun sisters yeah. were gonna be there. And in my head I'm like, okay, if you guys rest here, you're gonna fight them. If you long rest here, you will fight the Sun Sisters. If you decide to go straight to the Atropole or to the Soulmonger, I'll, I'll skip it. Because it, you know, the the little clay clay no face and mm-hmm. I can't remember the monkey's name, but they, they told you that they're gone right now, so you need to leave, right? So I think that kind of led yeah. into that. Um, well, and I think at that point we were like, "Let's we're get on the, the fuck out of here. Let's yeah. go." Well, so I, yeah. it would have been cool to fight some hags, but at the same time, it's like, "Let's we let's could, fucking do." This. You could do that anywhere, man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's um, a RPG bullshit where the boss has like eight forms and it's just a grind. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears> that's <throat> levels one to five. You're you're searching for keys. Level six, you finally get to the point where you see where the keys go and to and this was super annoying uh, this was super irritating so where the keys go all of them had slots closed so you had to do these little tests to open the slot to put the key in and it's like dude i'm not doing that so i picked the three best ones that sounded good because two were already open and i'm like let's do that so the buffet that was fun because yeah it, it was fun i mean they had a negative consequence if you fought the Sone Sisters, but if you didn't fight the Sone Sisters, it's all pluses. And you guys luckily didn't fight the Sone Sisters. Man, um, I should have eaten some. Yeah. And, but other than that, the, the rooms were stupid, and they weren't hard to figure out. And I'm like, man, we're just going to skip that because yeah. I'm done with puzzles. I'm done with you guys like you guys yeah. getting frustrated with the puzzles it, it doesn't lead to a good comp- composition or a good game um and then you fight Aserak, you fight the soulmonger so i i think level six of the tomb was good it, it leads to a lot of role play and one of my favorite things was to role play those super little dolls in the tomb yes that was, that was yes. an awesome session yeah so that yeah. was good i think the fight at the end is is bad because you're dead you're gonna die like and the way the module has it break breaks down, if you get a Serac to under a hundred hit points, he plane shifts out and he bam bamps out and he's he's gone. So you don't even get a kill. Him. Nah. And it's like, oh, that's kind of. All right, I would rather die. Yeah. Die. Yeah. God, we were only ten points away oh. from him bamping. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to those. those oh, that's heartbreaking. Dolls. Going back mm-hmm. to the dolls before the final uh, room, it just shows you how 
how much we are longing for some sort of connection. You know, finally something that is nice and and, and uh, welcoming. And we just totally like immediately latched onto those those little dolls. <laughs> well, and it's it's not just it's not just the nice. You, there is so few opportunities to interact with people with uh, NPCs other than your party. Once you get in the tomb, we went weeks without it, and so when we finally met these dolls, it was like, "This is fucking great! Like yeah. this is so much fun! I'm having so much fun talking to these dolls and and and, and like this creepy ass room with the 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 copies of of us in them and." That was the. I think that was ultimately the reason why we got tomb fatigue. Yeah. Once you get out of Curseable, you have no opportunity, no opportunity yeah. to to role play too much with people. Like like I said, I read, I I flipped through some of the book, bag of nails. If we stopped talking, I think you might have even told us this after the game. If you stop talking, or if you don't kill him when he gives up. He takes you back to his house, and you can roleplay a little bit, but then he tries to poison you. And so there's, if you are a party that enjoys the the back and forth with a DM and, and with a party and and the roleplaying, g- good luck to you. Uh, I mean, two-thirds of this campaign is just you and your party sitting in the jungle. Woe is me. That's, that's hard. Yeah, I, I think that tomb, the tomb, though, does, like, kind of speaking to what you're saying, is it does kind of lend itself to grow as an actual D&D player, not as a character, because you get out of that, like, you kind of get it out of your system, that murder hobo, like, yeah, yeah. you kind of get it out of your system, so it's a good opportunity to actually grow as a player, instead yep. of just your character growing. Agreed. Yeah, and I think, I think it was, it's funny, too, I don't know, I, I just... I, I don't like it. I, I I'll just I'll say it. It's I think it's bad design. The the entire point of Dungeons and Dragons is exploring the dungeon, and we were so freaked out yeah. about our characters who we've come to love, and and that we've held on to for a year. We're so scared of them dying that we don't want to go in the rooms. Yeah, like yeah. they're like. Again, I flipped through the book. There's some cool shit that I, I would have loved to have seen. I'm not risking it. I'm not risking it. I'm not going to add six months to our gameplay to right. see it. Like, so, you know, it's like it's like the world's largest ball of twine 50 miles off the road trip. Like, nah, I'm good. We're just going to yeah. keep going to Disney World. I, I don't like it. I think it's bad design. I think it discourages yeah. a party from exploring the end of the game, the thing that you've built up as like the badass fucking cool place like it's like oh this place is is mythical it's the tomb of annihilation you're going to go and it's going to be just metal as fuck and then we're all like no we're all just gonna huddle together everybody's gonna we're gonna have the buddy system we're all gonna hold hands and we're just going to close our eyes and make it through here yeah and that's that's bad game design i agree in my opinion so what I, I would say is, like, if you're going to run this, like, be confident in yourself and change things. Do what works best for your party. Because I think Cholt as a whole has so much flavor and a lot of stuff to explore and a, and a ton of things that are interesting. Like, we've talked about Port Nine Zaro. We've talked about Omu itself. The dinosaurs. There's fucking dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Like, there's a lot of stuff to just kind of grab onto and, and adventure with. 
so change change it man make it yeah. make it fun for you because i would play in i would play in jolt again yes. i would do another campaign in jolt no doubt about it not tomb of annihilation where it's puzzle heavy and just the meat grinder and like let's get rid of that stuff let's role play in jolt because i think there's a lot of uh what seems like history there that yeah. could be uh i will i will, I will say I will say this: If you were a fan of 3.5, if you were one of those old school Dungeons and Dragons players, I think you really enjoy the tomb. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Maybe. Well, three three point five is very like rules heavy, and it's yeah. less it's less exploration and more problem solving and dungeon yeah. and dungeon diving and and like it's. This felt like if you've ever read some of the old modules, this this reads like an old module. Um, it, very much with the travel to and the water and the you know that's where yeah. some of the challenges would have come. Stat from. tracking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, no, thank you. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, w- I would like to because we we you know we've never tracked ammo. Like I I would be interested to see a party. I don't know that I want to watch it. But um, I, I would like I would be interested to see a party that's like we're going to track our ammo, we're going to track our spells, you know, our components, and what you do when you're in the middle of nowhere and you can't yeah. get any of that shit. Yeah, I have I have no idea how how you make it through it. I think you could also go the other way with Tomb of Annihilation. Like, don't get attached to your characters, and you can play every character you've ever dreamed of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. but I think as a whole, for me, I do not like this module. I, I, as a DM, it, it has so much exhaustion that you're just so fatigued with it. And yeah, it, it's one of those things like, hey, guys, we did the Tomb of Annihilation. So we did. <laughs> um, you know, but to but to piggyback off of um, of Kylie's point about it makes you a better player. Man, for a party that role plays, you really have to rely on your your teammates. To make those role play moments, you have to go out of your way to make them happen. You know, I know we had a couple points where we brought up conversations that that I don't think we would have brought up in any other game. You know, the conversation about what you do with grief and and loss and and how you get past it, and when we delved into our characters, kind of their sob stories, kind of thing. We would have never done that in any other game because there would have been other role play opportunities. You know. Um, in Curse of All, where it's the only peaceful place, that moment of of of, of Vinny and Azaka dancing and enjoying being just people, I would not have done that in any other game because I wouldn't have needed to. There would have been plenty of lighthearted moments yeah. to build that, and I, I was so starved for a fun moment that I went out of my way to make it happen. Like, yeah. cool. Is there a party going on? I need to know. Where do these people go and get down? Because I need some of that right now to make for to lighten the mood for this game. And so, yeah, it does make you a better role playing group, and it does make you a better uh, gameplay group. Like Kylie said, um, so that's the only I, plus I get from it. Totally agree. So, are you? And I guess this is a question for everybody. Are you happy? to have completed this one as for me, this is the first module I've completed. This is the first campaign from beginning to end. Are you happy that you have done this early in for me? I guess I'll pose this question to me and then you guys take it however you want. 
am I happy that this is a first campaign for me or would I want something not meat grinder? I think for everything that Devin just said is it kind of forced you to become a better player, a better role player, a better uh, strategist. I, I'm glad I'm, I'm through it. Strategery. Strategery. I, so I, I, I'm glad I'm through. I, I don't regret playing it. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. I really enjoyed it. Um, as a, my first campaign ever. Uh, much to your guys' points, it was great to have everything that came with the tomb. Those roleplay moments that you kind of had to make happen. Oh, there was a lot of combat to learn from. There were a lot of puzzles to learn how the puzzle mechanics worked. I learned... I, I feel like this was a good puzzle or a good module to have learned how so many different mechanics work in relatively short order. Um, so as a newbie, I really enjoyed that part of it. I, I didn't love it otherwise. I thought it was too grindy. There were a lot of conversations about, well, what are we going to cut out? So I, I agree with Bob that it wasn't that great as a campaign, but as a newbie, I learned a lot because of the way it was. I feel I feel for a party that is just beginning to gel, which is what we were. It's because we started this off stream. <clears throat> Um, we had, as a party at the time, we had run one homebrew campaign. And um, it had gone pretty well, but it, we were not a, a well-oiled machine, I would say. So as a party who is still trying to find their feet as a group that role plays together and learns how to play off of each other and pick up on those subtle nuances of, this is what I can grab from this situation, from what this person is doing, I appreciate that we did the two. Uh, because we we bonded in this bad experience together. And I don't mean like our characters. I mean us as players. Like, I think we were all sharing the pain of this bad time from, from yeah, at times, you know? And we made the best of it. And, and that made us a better group. Those discussions of what do we dislike about this and how can we make it better... That made us a better yeah. a better group, it, and, and as a Twitch channel and a podcast and all that, it made for a better show, you know, because we 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 made the best of what we had, and we made it more palatable, I think, for people who want to listen to a Tomb of Annihilation campaign. Um, so for that aspect, I'm glad that as a young group we played it. I would never play it again. If somebody was like, "Yo, I got a Tomb of Annihilation game going," cool, I'm good. Thanks, man. Call me back when you get to Strug. I can vouch that two times is too many. <laughs> <laughs> you poor soul! Oh my gosh! We haven't talked about that! This is our second playthrough of the tomb! tomb yeah. You are a glutton for punishment. I would yeah. not have done it. You guys were worth doing it for. Right. <laughs> Why, thank you. For the question, though, that Chris asked, I think that this is an excellent module to start on for new players, but an experienced DM. I think a lot of new players come in wanting to be kind of that combat heavy, I'm going to be a fighter or a barbarian, I don't want to role play, I want to play puzzles. And then it, it allows you to kind of explore role playing, but not need to rely on it, where a lot of other modules you rely a lot more on role play. That's a good point. Um, That's a good point. But you're, you do need an experienced DM who's willing to make the cuts of, okay, this travel or encumbrance or that is not worth it. So 
and I, I look at this module as what it has done for us as a group that Devin kind of touched on and what it has done for uh, dad bod D and D moving forward. I mean, we, we got over a ton of hurdles that I'm glad we did it for a campaign like tomb of annihilation and not what I think Waterdeep is going to be. I, w I want to be able to have these hurdles done and, and kind of the big, the big missteps in the past as we do water deep and we move forward with, you know, where dad bod D and D is going. And, and I'm, I'm glad we, we cut our teeth here and I'm ready to move on to the next one, I which I guess is a segue to you DM Bob. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, I mean, I, I do want to say as a whole, I would not recommend this module <laughs> to anybody. It, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but I agree with what Kylie said. I agree with what Devin said. If you want to grow together. Cool. Um, but so that's going to wrap it for our module review. Um, it, it, we had our, we had our ups, we had our downs. It had good parts. It had bad parts, but I, I wouldn't share this experience with anybody else. So I, I'm glad to do it with you guys. I, I think it was great. And you know, what, what's coming next in beef flakes in the chat did hit it. Uh, we're going to be doing water deep, uh, dragon heist. Oh, so shit. not next week, next week. Um, we won't be playing a game. We will be doing our session zeros. So if you want to come and learn about our characters prior to the actual game, that's the time to come. Come get a feel for who we're going to be. Um, Next week is our session zeros? Yep. So, to those of you who haven't wrote your character's backstory, <laughs> please do so by next week. <laughs> it is um, on the calendar. Um, yeah, so next week will be Session Zeroes. The week after that, we will be playing Mon no D&D <clears throat> &D with uh, Goblin, uh, all Goblin cast. So that'll be fun. And Devin will be running the DM for the weekend. Oh, that's 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 in two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you haven't prepped that. I don't have any pressure on that one. But then the 15th. 15th, March 15th is when we will be starting um, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And I will be reprising my role as DM, and we will have a new uh, cast. Everything. Characters. I mean, the people playing the cast will be there, but new characters, uh, new setup, and I am so excited. I'm excited to see, you know, Travis, how, how your character, a second character that you now have some D&D experience uh, you know, Kylie, I'm excited to see how you start a character that one you're invested in, and two, you play from start to finish. Uh, Devin and, and Chris, you know, continue what you're doing. I think you guys are great. Um, I'm excited, awesome. but you know, I, I'm so excited for this to happen. I think this group of people is going to be so great to do it with. I've read through the module, most of it. Um, it's going to be fun, and it. it Whereas many of you guys see us do this grindy uh, dungeon delve, it's going to be very roleplay heavy. And so the, the highlights that we all talked about should be this entire campaign. Um, I'm excited. So with that, we'll go ahead and end it here. Um, thank you all for experiencing this journey with us. We couldn't have done it without... I mean, we could have done it without you guys. But it was good to do it with you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to finish... like. Call a spade a spade. We're gonna finish the Tomb of Annihilation, you know. But it's yeah. good. To, it's good that you guys want to watch us do it. It, it makes 
my day so much better yeah. knowing that we get to share this experience together. It's, it's brought some awesome people to the Discord channel, you know, uh, Marshman or Timmy Nip, aka Timmy Nips. It's brought, you know, Ink and Ignorance, et cetera, et cetera. All these people kind of come and hang out with us, uh, yeah. you know, and, and we're building some uh, friendships there. Well, don't forget your sad Discord toast. Channel. Your sad toast, right? I said, et cetera, et cetera. I can't remember everybody. Um, but Holy I mean, if, so we'll, we'll wrap it up with a quick advertisement. Um, if you haven't yet, Discord link is below. If you're watching the Twitch stream, if you're listening to podcast or YouTube, I think that Chris, you put the Discord in the description of the YouTube. Um, if you're watching, yes. on, listening on a podcast, come over to Twitch TV slash DadBodDnd. And the Discord link is on my profile. Yep. We do have Skull. We are sponsored by Skull Splitter. So if you want to buy some Skull Splitter dice, you can use the promo code DadBod to get ten percent off your first order. We do have a link there in our Discord as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Can't remember the name. Totally forgot. And just come hang out. We love hanging out with you guys. We love getting to know your experiences. What brings you to D and D, and you know how we in what we can take from you guys to get better so with that you know thanks for spending your friday night with us and we'll see you next friday for session zero and thank yeah. you bob for tming that for us that was yeah thank you did a great you, job bob. thank you your dms job. people it's the unsung heroes we're, yes. we're just here to to make your days happier i'm just kidding <laughs> all right okay, good. all right <laughs> see you Bye. guys good night see ya